All right, everyone. Welcome to Car Thoughts with David. And uh, I've got an interview uh, here for you with Mr. Jeff Tippett. Uh, he is a speaker, an author, and, uh, you know, what we're going to be uh, talking about today is uh, persuasive communications. Uh, so, Jeff, if you'd just like to introduce yourself, and uh, we'll get started, man. Hey, well, thanks for the opportunity to talk today. I appreciate it. I'm sure we can have a fantastic conversation here. So, uh Jeff Tippett, I speak professionally, and I also own a public affairs and communications firm, and I'm based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, as you know, I'm in in Charlotte. So, uh, you know, we're uh, neighbors, we're North Carolina. Yeah, we're neighbors, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so um, you know, how did you really get into speaking, or what? When did you decide, or as far as like persuasive communications and things like that? When did that really start to? Uh, you know, pick up for you where you decided that that's something you were interested in finding more about? Well, I did my graduate work in English, so I come from a background of communications and um, had spent my career in the area of persuasive, in the area of communications. And then through uh, an international adoption of bringing a baby to the United States from uh, the third world nation of Haiti, um, I began to really understand the difference between just communication and persuasive communication and understand the difference between manipulation and persuasion, um, and that really catapulted me and landed my specialty in working with clients. You know, I, I helped to move policies forward for our clients and building grassroots campaigns. And then when I speak, I address this issue and help people that are attending understand how they can move the needle, how they can make things happen using persuasive communications. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's – yeah, because that's one thing that, uh, you know, a lot of people – you know, look at, they're they're kind of like, well, you know, I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that. I just don't really know how to ask for it or I don't know how to position myself in a place where I can make this happen. So, you know, I know that's, uh, you know, uh, you know, kids understand it. <laughs> you know, they understand how to ask for ice cream or whatever it is they want, but somewhere along the way, you just kind of lose that, that mentality, I, I think, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And in my upcoming book, it will be released January of 2019, um, I make this big, bold statement that we all live or die based on our ability to persuade. And it doesn't matter to me if you're the CEO of a company trying to move the company in a new direction, especially today with more millennials in the workforce, or if you're in sales or you're a sales manager, or if you're a middle manager or people above you, people below you or if you answer the phone at a company, if you're an entrepreneur trying to build a company, or if you just don't want to live alone for the rest of your life, that we all live or die based upon our ability to persuade. And that's why I say our superpower is persuasive communication. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's like you said, you know, don't don't want to live alone. You persuade uh, somebody <laughs> to, to date you. You persuade somebody to get engaged. You persuade somebody to marry you. So absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, I, I think that's really interesting. I, I was looking up your book uh, today, actually, um, before I left the house. And I was like, okay, cool, January. Okay, I need to mark this down so I can purchase it. Something's going to be really um, because it's definitely a subject I'm interested in more as, you know, as I'm trying to start out my entrepreneurial, uh, you know, life, uh, myself, you know, with my podcast, my business. And, uh, you know, I aspire to be a speaker one day as well. Um, you know, I'm trying to find things that frighten me and chase after them. So, 
But, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. I did a great and podcast today. With, about. Yeah, I did a great podcast today at lunch uh, with an entrepreneur group, and you know we had this this conversation because and, you know what I what I hear you saying is like moving into entrepreneurship, growing businesses, starting things like that, or even taking the next step to land on stage and begin to, to move the needle that way. All of those things, like to land on stage, you're going to have to convince most likely a speaker's bureau to, to work with you, persuade a speaker's bureau. Then you have to work with a speaker's bureau to persuade a committee that might be overseeing the selection of a speaker. So there's so much persuasion that has to happen. And if you're an entrepreneur building a business, like you're having to likely fund, fund the company, find funders. You're having to persuade them. You're having to likely bring in top talent. Um, and you figure out how do you how do you do that? How do you persuade them uh, to come on board? How do you persuade customers or clients? Whatever your your revenue stream is going to look like, we we have to figure this out. That's why I'm I'm pretty confident to say that all of us we live or die based upon our ability to persuade others. Oh yeah, and I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things like you know even past the you know it makes sense check you know it's one of those things where it's like yeah that's that that's exactly it that's what we have to do you know, we have to persuade people and and um you know and that's one thing that this podcast is really about and that's, i'm glad that you you know reached out to me about being on the show is you know is i'm trying to help other people you know overcome those fears and to make those first steps because i know what a powerful life-changing moment it can be for them even if it's just a side hustle you know, just something to get outside of the box and to do something different and to make a difference in someone else's life or eventually a lot of people's lives, you know. And that all boils down to, at the end of the day, is being a persuasive person, someone who you want to listen to, uh, or, and, um, you know, and drawing those people in around you, that tribe, that community, that uh, business, you know, so on and so forth. Absolutely. And sometimes we... We kind of pull back sometimes in persuasion, and you know, oftentimes this happens to me when I tell people what I'm doing, they, what I do for a living. They'll say, "Hey, Jeff, you know, what do you do?" And I say, "I'm a professional speaker." And they'll say, "Well, what do you speak about?" And I will come back to I speak on persuasive communications. And nine times out of ten, what I hear back from people following that is just like a little joke. Oh, so you teach people how to manipulate for a living? And I just kind of laugh with them. And I, you know, I understand it. A lot of times we've gone through sales training or. We, we've learned techniques that we think are persuasive, but actually we are manipulating others. And sometimes we're even a, a little bit afraid or concerned to move forward with sales or persuasion because, you know, we don't know if we're manipulating or if we're persuading people. Uh, but from my perspective, when we understand, like, what manipulation is and then we understand what pers- what persuasion is and we can, we can contrast those, it, it actually is empowering to understand the difference and to understand what persuasion is all about. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, having worked in jobs where I've worked with sales uh, people before, you know, it, it's you know some of them are just very persuasive, they're very friendly, and then you have the others that are like, you know, they're just like, you know, kind of turning the key. They're doing what it takes to get the sale, and you, know, you kind of see that difference, that back and forth, that that by play. Um, I've never been in sales professionally, but, you know, as watching it as an outside observer, you know, I definitely understand. Um, and I've seen the difference between, you know, because the people that are more persuasive, I've always found, and I'm sure this is probably something you, you can uh, agree with, is they're 
the ones that usually have the easier time making those sales and they're not sitting there worried about their quotas or their numbers at the end of the month because it's easier for them. They're not trying to, you know, force people into doing what they're wanting. People are just like, yeah, I just absolutely, that sounds great, you know. Well, well you have just identified um, my exact argument here, and you've just identified the difference between manipulation and persuasion. And, and I define manipulation this way. It means to control or to influence a person or situation, but to do it cleverly, to do it unfairly. So like persuasion, we are moving people, but we move them for our own benefit, to benefit us, to take care of us out of our own self-serving objectives. And we've probably all been on sales calls uh, that it was just a manipulation. Like they were trying to twist our arm to make something happen, and we could tell it's all about them. But when we contrast that with persuasion, and, and like I said, it, it's, it's very similar in that they were both moving people, but in persuasion, we're moving people to do something through reasoning um, or argument. And the word argument here is the original, tent, original sense of the word. Um, it's not what we do at Thanksgiving around tables talking about politics and religion. What it means is that two people are sharing their mind. They're sharing like what it is that they want, what matters to them, where the gaps are, what the need is. And then over a period of time of sustained efforts, both people come to the same place. And the person who has exhibited the leadership here that has that is working through persuasive communication has got so that both people at the very same place. And I look for two magical words at the end of any conversation or sales or whatever I may be doing to understand if I have persuaded or if I have manipulated. And those two words are, that's right. So when I finish and a person looks at me and says, hey, Jeff, that's right. Your company can help this problem that my business has. Well, Jeff, yeah, that's right. You would be the, the perfect person to be on stage for us. What I know at that point is they want this just as much as I want it. They want it for themselves. They see their personal benefit in this. They see the value for them, not just for me, but they see it for them, and they're just as excited as I am, and that tells me that I've persuaded them and I've exhibited leadership. Absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, that's that's a perfect example because, like you said, you know, that you can tell how the – how the person, customer, client walks away from the situation, how they leave it with you, that's how you know because you're both leaving on that, um, you know, that common ground. You came to an agreement. You've, you've argued or debated, which both words have different meanings now than they did originally when they were created, like you said. Um, but, you know, you have that back and forth. You have that interaction. You know, you've persuaded them and, you know, come to a common agreement with them, and they are appreciative of the result. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and in fact, sometimes sometimes we approach these decisions as, as binary. Um, and, and when I talk through a chapter of my book on creating a call to action that users can't resist, I talk through the, the whole concept of binary versus non-binary options. And sometimes we walk into these conversations with black and white, yes or no, one or two, and we make this, you know, one side or the other. But when we're having this, this argument, that this, this great discourse between two people as we're seeking to persuade, we're listening to the other person. We're listening to what's important to them. 
what they're after, where the gaps are, where their needs are. And sometimes the, the end result isn't exactly what we thought it was going to be, but it's something that works out for both people. So I encourage people to look at some non-binary options here and see if there's maybe a little bit different way that it could move forward. And then once again, that both people are saying, yeah, that's right. That's the way to do this. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, that's actually uh, perfect, too, because that's one thing that I have learned in, in some classes and sales training classes and things like that is, you know, when you're asking questions, don't ask yes or no questions. Ask open-ended questions that continue the dialogue. And, uh, I mean, you know, that, that's the way to – communicating is the way to form an agreement. You know, you can't just say, well, do you want this? Well, nah, I'm good. You know, you want to say, you know, if – you know, this would be the benefits of this. What do you think? You know, then you have, you know, another opportunity to, you know, uh, get more information, get more understanding, and, and that way you can, like you said, truly understand what, what your client, your customer, whoever they may be, is looking for. Exactly. In fact, I took a whole chapter um, to speak just in this area, and the chapter is entitled Help Others Find Their Win." So you win. And I open with a quote from Zig Ziglar where he says, you'll get everything in life that you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. So this is part of the process is helping other people and taking it, the, 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 everything away from just ourselves and what we're after and what we're want, want, wanting. And like we were just saying, like listening, asking questions. And again, not yes or no questions, but asking open-ended questions and actually ask the questions to listen to them, to understand them. Oftentimes what happens is we ask questions and we're already forming our rebuttal or forming our response to these people instead of just relaxing in it and just listening to what it is they have to say. And so in this chapter, I talk about like understanding what it is that you want and then asking the other person what they want and then responding with clarifying questions. And here's why that's important. Um, I'm not sure if you're in a relationship or not, but if you've ever been in, in a relationship, like a, some type of a marital relationship or if you're dating a person, oftentimes one person might say something and the other person might listen and they hear something totally different than what the first person said and they go running off to try to do something and the first person says, like, that's, that's not all what I said. So you're asking those clarifying questions, allowing them to respond back to make sure you understand. And when you find that area, picture a Venn diagram of what it is that you want and what it is that they want. And through these clarifying questions, we get that center spot, and that's the magic area. That's the area of alignment where you can move forward. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I uh, being married myself, I have had several instances where I can definitely relate to that or <laughs> asking what my wife wants and then realizing and running off to do it before she actually finishes what she's saying. And then she's like, yeah, that's not what I wanted. If you would have <laughs> listened to the rest. So yeah, I have, I have learned that lesson uh, myself and yeah, it's, it's important. And so I've learned uh, through our marriage to kind of, okay, let's wait, let's communicate. Let's make sure I have all the data <laughs> and then I right. listen to her and I understand and then go for it and, and take that action. So, yeah. And that you've communicated it back to her, right? And then what you said back is exactly what she said. And at that point, 
you know, we've got great communication, and that's where you have the ability to persuade when you when you fully understand what it is the other person is needing in this relationship. And typically, everything falls into one of three buckets, health, wealth, and relationships. So wherever these things happen to fall, understanding what that perceived need is and then being able to speak to that and address that, that becomes a sweet spot where then we can move them and we can persuade. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so, I mean, you're uh... – you said your book comes out in, in January, and we talked about a couple of the chapters. Is there um, um, one thing I saw on your uh, on your um, site as well is uh, one of your, I guess, a quote or whatever. It says, high energy, actionable uh, content, and, uh, and heartfelt connection. And I, I really yeah. like that. That really stuck with me. That's what, you know, when I come off the stage, it's, if I, if people can say anything to me, it's it's one of those three areas. Like if I can bring passion and energy to them, I feel like I've succeeded. Life does beat us down, and sometimes we get into this daily grind of you know commuting to work, getting the kids to school, answering emails, doing meetings, doing lunch meetings, doing coffee meetings, doing drinks after. Sometimes we just get exhausted. So if I can come in and bring some energy to my to the people to the audience that are listening to me. I feel like that's a success. And when I when they can walk out and they can say, hey, look, Jeff, these are three things from your talk that I can begin to apply to my life right now, then I find that to be a success. Or when they feel like they understand that I sought to make a connection with them and that I really do care about their life and I care about their business um, and they feel that connection when they walk away, I feel like I've succeeded as a speaker. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that, and that's that's getting that feedback. You know, it, it, you know, like you said, it makes you feel like you you've done your job, you you've done what you've come to accomplish, and and uh, and like I said, I just I really I really love that because I was like, you know, that is like the three things when you want to engage with people. I think that's that's like, and and persuade them. That's kind of where you, you want to be. That's that sweet spot. It's like okay, they walk away with these three things. They want to be excited. They've got they've got a plan. They know what they're going to do, and they've made a connection with you because you listen to them. They listen to you. You had good dialogue, and you know it, it, it made a lasting impact on them. So that's exactly yeah, right. Uh, I thought that was that was really great. Now, of course, I, I loved when you like jumped up on the the chair and pulled your shirt. I had to see. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. That was, that was really cool. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean. That, and that's that's what it's all about is, is you know I think a lot of people um, are just afraid to because they feel like they're being manipulated uh, manipulative when they're trying to ask for something that they really want like asking that their boss for a raise or asking for a promotion or or you know asking a girl out that they really like or, or whatever the case may be um, you know they feel like they might be trying to almost manipulate people and guilt you know in a way yep. And here's the thing: if you're in sales and you're really good at sales, you can you can likely manipulate someone into a single sale. It's very it's easy to do. It's not that difficult to do. But one of the things that we know is that one of the largest expenses a company faces is customer acquisition. So the thing about manipulating into sales is you might get the one-off, but you're not going to build a lifetime relationship with a repeat customer that continues to come back to you. On the other hand, if you persuade them and you listen to what it is they need, and you solved a problem for them, and they are excited about what you brought to the table, and they're excited about what you guys can do together, 
they're going to stick with you throughout throughout the life. They're, you're going to be the go-to person for them. Absolutely, yeah. And I've seen that happen uh, so many times uh, when I worked for uh, uh, Verizon Wireless. Uh, um, you know, you'd see those sales reps who people would come in and be like, yeah, I need to speak to Randy or I need to speak to Clint or I need to speak to this person. They would come back. They would bring their friends with them, you know, because they're like, this guy knows what he's doing. He's a great guy. If you you need a cell phone, you need to talk to this guy. And, and you know, you can tell that, you know, they see it. You, they're excited. They're, you know, they're, they, I mean, a lot of them would even call ahead, like, hey, is he, is this person working today? You know, because I feel that a lot of those calls, I was a repair guy, so I didn't have much else to do when I wasn't soldering phones back together. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. But yeah, and 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 that's absolutely. I, I've seen that time and time again with people, and then you would see those people where you know they buy something, they come back a couple of days later and, and return it because you know they're like, yeah, I just I really didn't feel good about it when I bought it, and you know I just kind of was like, eh, and so they'd return it, cancel, lose the sale, and of course that, like you said, that customer acquisition cost uh, is just totally blown because it's expensive to uh, draw on a customer in any industry. Uh, new customer because you've got all those startup fees and, and, and costs involved to get everything started. Maintaining the customer is much cheaper. Um, that's so, that's yeah, exactly right. Absolutely. And getting referrals as, as well, not just keeping the one, but for them, like you were just articulating, when they bring others to the table as well um, because they trust you, they like you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you build that rapport with people. You have that reputation. Um, and people seek you out because they know that what you're doing is, you know, for their benefit just as much as for your benefit. Um, it's not a one-sided uh, relationship. That's exactly it. That's the key. That's the sweet spot. That's the place to live with this. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, um, you know, I, like I said, I've always I've always been an observer. Though in my life, I've tried to always be a helper and uh, communicate with people, and uh, and then of course that's where like this podcast came from. You know, I was looking for a way to help people and reach people, and I was like, how can I reach people that I've never met before? <laughs> how can I persuade people? How can I help people? How can I share people's stories, like your story, and how you. Um, you know, how you became a speaker and, and what you speak about with, uh, you know, with what tools I have available to me. And that's exactly so right. I think that's really important. You know, use the tools that you have and, and uh, sharpen those tools and, you know, move forward. Absolutely. Well, I think you've got my message. It sounds like you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're talking my language right back to me. I think we're there. Absolutely, and and I appreciate you coming on the show. I really do. And um, and uh, let's see here. Your book is called Unleashing Your Superpower, uh, which you said will be out in January. Um, but how can people reach you if they want to get to know more about you? Uh, um, you know, uh, hire you to speak, whatever the case may be. They're welcome to visit my website, which is jefftippett.com. J-E-S-S-T-I-P-P-E-T-T.com, and I have Google ads on all the misspellings of my name, so don't worry about it. Just get something close in there. And another way, if you want some immediate access, I have a free chapter of my book. 
that's available. The chapter is on crafting a simple message, and this chapter walks through and helps people understand what they need to do to craft a message that they can use to persuade. And by texting the word persuade to 66866, they can get a free instantaneous chapter and start reading today. Fantastic. I'm, I'm going to do that as soon as I get off the phone with you. <laughs> That's awesome. So of course I'll still be picking up the book in January, but yeah, definitely I want to I want to learn some more now. I I, I uh, you know been reading up and and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And yeah, so I mean, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, you know, I, I definitely look forward to. I don't know if you are going to LinkedIn Local in Raleigh in a couple of weeks, but I'll actually be up there for that event. Um, so if we bump into, I have to keep watching out for that. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, I appreciate you, like I said, being Thanks. on the show, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just wanted to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book. Because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good, but sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So, I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting. Lessons learned, lessons shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50. So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can, you know, Keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So, by all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you guys, and I could not do any of this without your support, so when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.